Good evening. Thank you all for your patience. Uh, not only for the trip, but a couple of days of being knocked out from a little uh, sinus infection. For Hashem on the mend. Uh, we're starting up for Masecha Sota, Daf Memches. We're starting two lines from the bottom. An Mem Zayin and Bay is a big blot, mostly Agarita. Um, tomorrow I'll be out of town. I'm going to New York to the Rebbe's Ohel. I've never been before. I'm going there for some meetings with what? Yeah, I've never been, and I'm going there for some meetings with the leadership of Chabad for an initiative that I'm running. So it should be with Hatzlacha. <laughs> so we'll finish the Masech. What? Okay. Yeah, it's for David Berzon. Yeah. <laughs> So tomorrow, Mir Tashem, we'll finish the Masechta. I'll, I'll, in a cab ride, I will finish the Masechta. And then um, Thursday, we'll both begin getting, and after we do a blot and a half again, we'll also celebrate and do a seum. Uh, it's $20 a head. I've gotten some uh, some monies from some people. And Baruch Hashem will celebrate yet another Masechta. Okay, here we go. Two lines from the bottom. I'm M. Zayin and It's been a long time since I've stood here. It's a long break. Says the Gemara, Yochanan Kohen Gadol Hevir, that it used to be that in every three years we would have these uh, or we would read a certain vidui and uh, this was removed from, from the process. How do you remove a mitzvah? So, so we'll have to see how that works out in the Gemara. My time, because when it came to Maiser Rishon, we weren't doing the Maiser Rishon properly. Because really, it should be that Maiser Rishon should go to Levim. The Anan, but we in our generation, their generation, Anan, we, is Koyahavin on the Kohanim. Take a look at Rashi. Why was it given to Kohanim? Because the Kansinu the Ezra. We learned this in Maseches Yevamos. No recollection. Anybody else? <laughs> I just I pushed it. Don't remember the Gemara. It's like not even in the memory banks. And the Gemara says that because at that time the, the uh, Levim didn't want to travel with Ezra back to Eretz Yisrael, they got a knas. And the knas was that they couldn't get the Maiserishan anymore and it went to Kohanim. That's not what the Pasuk says. So Rashi continues on the second one line, Ein lomar, quote, That's not correct. Because it should have been to the Levi. They weren't giving it to the Levi. So you're going to say a Vidui Maiser on something that's not MS. So because the Levim got a knas, because they didn't want to go up to Eretz Yisrael, and the Kohanim got the Maiser Rishon instead. So therefore, they couldn't read the Pesukim. says the Gemara, fine, so don't read the Pesukim by Maiser Rishon. Belodi, Asha'ar Maiseros. What about reading the Pesukim on the other Maiseros? Maiser, Shani, Truma, whatever. There's other things. Why are we only, why are we throwing out the baby with the bathwater? So Amarish Lakish, we have to. Top of Memches, Meral, two lines down, called Bayez Shein. Uh, so he says that's the basic shot in the psukim that uh, as long as you don't say vidui and maiserishon, you never say the psukim for any of the other any of the other maisros that you give my time. What's the reason why that's true? Because because the psukim by the vidui of maiserishon. Uh, because the Pesukim by Vidu, we start with Maiser Rishon. So once Maiser Rishon is out of the running, therefore we no longer read any of the Viduyim for any of the other Maisros. Says the Gemara, let's talk history for a second. Michlal, what's implied over here? It's implied to Afrushe, have a Mifrushe, that they were separating it, but they just couldn't say the Vidui. That's what's implied. Says the Gemara, that's not so partial, but Tanya, we have a Brisa. Afu bita lasavidu vigazar al we have, this is a lengthy b'risa, 
And it seems to be the Rav Yochanan Kohen Gadol was not only Mevatel the Vidui, but it was also Gozer on the Demai. Why? We saw at that time that the Jewish people were only being mafresh truma gedola. However, and this line is the line which causes problems for our Gemara. So at that time, it seemed to be the case that not everyone was so from about Maiserishon and Maisersheni. That's a stira to the implication that we just learned at the top of the page. On the top of the page, we learned that it was seemingly the case that they were mafrish, but they couldn't say the vidui. Yet here, it seemed to be that the people were really struggling to keep certain halachos. We have this in our generation also with different halachos. So Omar Lahan, Rabbi Yochanan, Kohen Gadol, said to them, Bonai, my children, Omar Lahan, I need to tell you something. Just like there's life and death when it comes to the punishment of not being mafrish truma gadola, you guys are playing with fire. This is not the right thing to, to play with. When I was in Eretz Yisrael this week, we went to go see Rabbi Gamliel Rabinovich. He pulled me over. Uh, he's in the Kubal, and he just uh, tore me to shreds in one sentence. It was, it was horrific. It, I can't even repeat what happened. It was, I'm obviously not sharing it on video. I'll share, I'll share pieces of it with you later. My son, too, just, uh, just looked at his face, told him something that he did not know, but he, he shouldn't have known, but he knew. And that was that. My son pivoted and made a change, you know, just, uh, okay. So we, uh, we we forget sometimes how important things are. So in their generation, they struggled with Meister Rishon and Meister Shani. So then what did Rav Yochanan Kohen Gadol do? He made a takana. We're no longer relying on uh, Meiser, uh, that, a, that an Amharetz will do any Afrasha. If you buy uh, if you buy anything from an Amharetz, Mafrish Mehen, Meiserishon or Meiser Shen, you have to be Measer your own. So you're, let's say you buy it from an Amharetz, you have to do all the Afrashos. And within the Meiserishon, Mafrish Mimena, from that, from the Meiserishon, we separate out the Trumas, Meiser Benosna, the Kohen, Meiser Sheni, Olo, Bechlub, so again, all the various different types of um, of maestros and separations that are taken. Says the Gemara, third of the way down, from the Maeserishon of Maeser Sheni, HaMotzi Mechavel Varaya. That when it comes to Maeserishon of Maeser Sheni, so then we uh, we employ a din. We employ a din of HaMotzi Mechavel Olav Araya that <clears throat> poor people have to prove that they didn't yet receive. Instead of just, uh, instead of the burden being on the giver, it was on the receiver. So this Brisa is a stira. This Brisa told us that they weren't being so from about my Sarishon. But our previous Brisa on the page indicated that they seemingly were being from about the my Sarishon. The Gemara says you've misunderstood. Tarte Tiken. There are really two things going on here. First of all, Bitein Vitel V doing the Chaverim. We know that a Chaver is someone who's Makbed on Hafrasha, someone we can trust, someone like us, people in this room. We're from people. You can expect, you can eat at our house. You can expect that we were mafresh chala. And in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, we would have done all the other hafrashos as well. We're from guys. We would have done it the right way. So by Chaveirim, Rav Yochanan Kohen was removed the vidui. And Vigazar al-Demai shal Haaretz. And there was a gzar din on Demai shal Haaretz that the hafrasha had to be done by the buyer and not by the Am Haaretz. Also, Rabbi Yochanan Kohen Gadol had removed Vafu Bitel Asameorim. What were Meorim that he was Mevatel? So says the Gemara halfway down. My Meorim Amar Rechava. Rechava says Bechol Yom VeYom Shayu Omdim Levim Al Duchan. 
the omen there, the, the Levim, they would stand up on the stage, on the top of the stairs there, and they'd say, Ura, Lama Tishan Hashem, Baruch Hu, wake up, why are, you, why are you sleeping? So says the Gemara, what kind of phrase is that? Omar Lahan, Shena Lifne Amakom. Kodesh Baruch Hu, we know he doesn't sleep. Kodesh Baruch Hu is, uh, he's daytime, he's nocturnal, 24-7, he never sleeps. He's constantly watching over the Jewish people. When I was in Eretz Yisrael, there were a thousand rockets sent. During that time, the effective rate of the Iron Dome and Slingshot was 97%. That's half of a fellow. My father, the nuclear chemist, the trajectory, the speed, the potential drop place of all instantaneously firing a rocket at hundreds of miles an hour, 97% accuracy. We, we, nobody was nervous. It was unbelievable. I know. Yeah, if it's going to land in an empty so field, that's really it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. We were on an army base. These guys, there were rockets. They were so relaxed. I did. I literally, I didn't even know rockets had been fired yet at that point. I found out from an, a nervous, not from my wife, but somebody else's nervous wife who had found out. In America, they're like, oh my gosh, the whole country is being bombed. We're like, we didn't even know. We didn't. Anyways, and so it can't be that Ura means that a Kodesh Baruch was sleeping. Ella must be as follows. When the Jewish people are going through Tzoros, and the Goyim are sitting with tranquility and with calm, it doesn't mean you're sleeping. It means you're kind of ignoring us. Please don't ignore us when things are very difficult. Now, in the times of Rav Yochan and Kohen Gadol, there was no need for that. Things were calm. And therefore, he was mevatel, the meodorin, the people who would make these kinds of tainas, he would stop them. And also, Vesad Nokfim, he was mevatel, the Nokfim, my Nokfim. What they would do by an eagle is they would put a little scratch between the forehead and also, ihu, uh, and the blood would fall between the animal's eyes. And then when it would get into their eye, also, ihu, <clears throat> and um, the animal would then fall because there was blood in his eyes. I guess that was the way the animal reacted to blood. And the Gemara says he was mevatal that because it was mechse kimuma. It had an appearance of being a mum. And says the Gemara, that it was actually a little bit different. Two lines before the wide lines. It wasn't that they would scratch the animal. They would hit him over the head with a stick, which seemingly was also common practice by animals, by avodas kochavim. And he was upset. He said, what is, what's going on here? You guys are feeding nevelos to the mizbech. You're smacking them over the head. You're making them a nevela. Says the nevelos. A nevela is an animal that's not shechted. But ha, these are perfectly kosher animals. They're not nevelos. Says the Gemara, you're, you're right, we didn't mean nevelos, Ella, must be trefos, because shemanike krum shalmach. There are many different types of psulim, and one of the types of psulim is if there's a, a hole in the krum shalmach and a sheath in a membrane that surrounds the brain, and maybe if you hit these animals hard enough, maybe it was going to cause a psul in the krum shalmach, and it would be a trefa. So then, therefore, amad vihiskin tabaos bekarka. We learned uh, half of Shas ago, Masechas Tamid, that um, there were there were tabos rings that were built into the ground so that they could brace the animals lower to the ground and made the shechita easier. That was because of this takana right here. The takana was that we didn't want to have these scenarios where people were tempted to scratch or hit an animal 
and therefore the rings were put into place. It says the Gemara Ad Yomav Hayopatish Makeb Yushalayim Bechulo Shalmoy. During Cholamoy, we were able to hear people hitting with hammers. There were certain malachos that are allowed during Cholamoy, certain ones that are not. And some of the blacksmiths were allowed to hit with a hammer. However, the problem was that it was very noisy, and therefore he would, he stopped this as well. Next, during all of his days for the for his reign, nobody had to worry about demai. Why not? Because what did we already say? There was no demai anymore. Because every time you took anything from an amharetz. The burden was on you, the lokech, to be mafresh, the maisa risha, maisa shen, everything that needed to be removed. So there was never any shyness about that. <clears throat> the new Mishnah continues two thirds of the way down. Mishabat la Sanhedrin, from the time that Nebuch the Sanhedrin closed down, Botel Hashir, Mibesa Mishtos, no more singing was allowed in the beer houses and the bars. Shnemar Bashir lo with music, there will be no more singing of wine. Okay, no more drinking of wine. And we don't know who this is yet. The Gemara will debate as to who the Nevi'im HaRishonim are. Then, Urim Vitumim, we know, was used at times of war and at other times in order to teach us things that we didn't know the answers to. And here, the Gemara says that once the Nevi'im HaRishonim died, the Urim Vitumim stopped working. From the time that the Besamikdash was destroyed, Batala Shamir, the Shamir, as we know, is this miraculous type of worm. And every time it came in contact with a hard surface, it would instantly crack the hard surface. There are those who try to figure out how this works. And there are some people who found out that when a worm defecates, a specific type of worm, that the fecal matter was so acidic, it was able to burn through rock. That's not Pashtas of the Gemara, as we'll soon see. But that's what the Mishnah says when the Besam Mikdash was destroyed. Uh, the Shamir was no longer going to work, which we don't know what that is yet. Is no longer going to work. Upasku Amana, which we'll discuss tomorrow. Mi Yisrael, the trustworthy people of the nation, were no longer there. Shnemar Hoshi Hashem ki Gomar Chasid v'Chule. Hashem save us. There's no more Chasidim. There's no more no more high level Yidden. Rashba Gomer Heid Rabbi Yeshua Yom Shachar Besamikdash En Yom Shein Boklala. Every day has something negative in it. Lo Yerid Hatal Levracha, and when the Tal comes down, it's never for a bracha. Vinital Tam Haperos. And there was a detraction in the flavor of fruit. Could you imagine if the fruit was full flavor? If some of the blueberries we eat now are so overwhelming and tangy and tart, like it uh, turns your mouth inside out. These are watered down fruits. These are not even full flavored. Even the fats of the peros. I don't know exactly what this is referring to, what's shuman of the peros. Again, the, the fruits were no longer as tasty as they used to be. When, a pe- when people stopped being makbed on tahara, then fruits lost their uh, their time and their reich. They lost their flavor and they lost their smell. Hamaisros. When a person was no longer, when people were no longer makbed on maiser, not loes shuman adagon. So then the grains lost their flavor. When people started getting involved in znus and they started getting involved in kishuf, znus is inappropriate intimacy, and kishuf is, uh, is sorcery, then those two things were kilo called, and the whole world went crazy. Says the Gemara, asking on the beginning of the Mishnah, you said that the raya, that the when the Sanhedrin was mevatel, that music stopped, was based on the Pasuk, Bashir lo yishtu yain. Says the Gemara, that's not, not so simple. 
that Pasuk doesn't have a specific indicator that it was talking about the end of the times of the Sanhedrin. All the Pasuk says is, Bashir lo yishtu yayin. I didn't know it's the end of the Sanhedrin. So the Gemara says, Amr Avuna Bereder of Yeshua, Damar Krasikeni Misha'ar. How do you read this word properly? Mishar Shavasu Bachurim Inaginasam. The Zakanim were in the Shar Shavasu when they stopped Bachurim Inaginasam. Then they stopped the Bachurim from singing. So the Zakanim in the Shar is a reference to Sanhedrin. So we therefore sing that, see that the music stopped. Omar Rav, Rav says, Udna, if there is an ear to Shoma Zimra, that heard music, te'aker, it should be uprooted, it should be torn out. Amarava zimra bevesa, churba besefa. If there is music in a house, there will be destruction by the threshold of the house. That if there's going to be singing in the house, there's going to be cherev besaf, there's going to be destruction at the threshold. And the Pasuk ends, ki arza ara, because the cedar is a city, which is difficult to understand. My ki arza ara, what does that part of the Pasuk mean? So three-fourths of the way down, more than halfway through the widest lines. The Gemara says, If a house is surrounded by cedar trees, is that considered a city? The opposite. The word ara in the Pasuk doesn't mean that it's a city. It means that it's been weakened. It means that, like we have kosel ra'ua, which we have in other parts of Shas Masecha, Sukkah, and elsewhere. So therefore, the Gemara says <clears throat> that when the Pasuk says, ki arza that the cedars are, are ara, it means that the cedars are weak. It means that that's not considered good. In other words, when there's going to be singing. So uh, that's a problem. This is a discussion of Masechah's Gittin. The Gemara Masechah's Gittin on Dav Zayim. We'll get there in a week. The Gemara Masechah Zayim says, minalan dezimra aser, something along those lines. How do we know that it's aser to sing? There's a big discussion in Postgame. Apparently, Ramosha Feinstein was of the opinion that he would only sing Shabbos Miros, the ones that were found in the bencher. That's not Minoklal Yisrael. Uh, we've been to Kumzitzin and our family came out below. We almost never read songs out of a bencher. We sing the top 10 songs that my boys like singing, and that's it. And then we move on. Uh, that's pretty oh, much Minoklal Yisrael. Sing all to hell. That's what I'm singing. Those are psukim. You don't know, that, that for sure is going to be mutter. The Gemara can't forbid the reading of Tehillim. The Gemara was saying that um, that you can't have music in, in regards to the Chorban Beis HaMikdash. It's not appropriate. The Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. You can't have that level of Simcha. Music is the eighth level of Simcha. In the times of Mashiach, we'll get an eighth note to the seven cycles, A, B, C, D, E, F. We'll have another note in the cycle. It's hard to fathom. We don't know what that means. Our music is already well defined by the by the piano, by the guitar. We know what these things sound like. So this isn't talking about Tillam. It's talking about Shira. It's talking about, okay. This is discussed. So I don't want you to walk away from here thinking that you shouldn't sing. This was only talking about in their door when things were going on in their generation. That's brought up here in Rashi as well. That when destruction starts, it starts by the threshold. That's the pasuk we just saw. That uh, the destruction starts by the threshold. That when there is a reduction, then yukas shar. It's gonna the destruction will happen by the shar. Omar Mar Baravashi, the Didi Chazili, Umenageh Kitura. I saw that this happened in a place where it was totally empty. This is referring to uh, uh, to demons. It's referring to uh, to Shadim. And he saw that there were Shadim Kitura. They functioned like shore, like like oxen. Just, uh, you know, bull in a china shop. That's literally what this means. 
is that he saw there was destruction by the shade and that was done in a terrible way. Okay. You are allowed to sing the Nagdi if you're driving upstream in a boat. If you're guiding Bakar Shari, that's allowed. But the Gardoi, if you're a weaver, Asir. It's so hard to understand this. We'd have to, we'd have to go back into their generation and see what kind of work each one was doing. Rashi explains these to say that it was easier for, for the animals to move because of the music, so therefore it was mutter, but it wasn't necessary for the weaver. Uh, says the Gemara, 10 lines from the bottom, Rahuna Batil Zimra, he forbid the singing. And we know that he was agreed upon up in heaven because the market agreed with him. Come mea avze bezuza. You could get a hundred ducks for a zuz. You can get a hundred sochitim for a zuz. There was so much food, nobody was even interested in buying. Everyone was so saturated with food. <laughs> Basic principles of su supply and demand. When the pricing is so, so good, you'll buy. But at some point, you have no more room in your cabinet. So he uh, took that as a semen bin that it was appro appropriate to be muvatel zemer. And the Gemara says also, um, Rechizda wasn't makbid on the singing. And then the market flipped to be amazing if we lived in a world where instantly we got to see the payros of our hand. Whatever we did, there was an immediate reaction in the market. For some people, it might be like that. I'm not one of those people. And the Gemara says, because in the previous sample, it was a hundreds of for a zuz here. You couldn't even get one for a zuz. Amrav Yosef, Zimri Gavre, the the Ane Nashe Pritusa. If you have some kind of choir where men are singing and women are responding, that's your baseline Pritus. But Zamri Nashe, the Ane Gavre, if women are singing and men are responding, that's worse. That's Keesh Ben Ores. That is fire and flax. That's very, very dangerous. And the Meforshim here explained that when the men are leading and the women are responding, so the women are looking at the men, timing their response to their singing, right? So we say, If I'm a man, I say that, and a woman responds, my turn. But if a woman is leading in the prayers, in the singing, and a man is following, that's mamish, why? Because there the men have to pay attention to the women. And when you pay attention to women, Usually it doesn't end well. Usually end up seeing something you shouldn't see or thinking something you shouldn't think. So the Gemara says it's worse. But the Misa, both of them are usher. He's not allowed to sing co-ed. I mean, there's Heterim of the three-day age, famed chuvas that we speak about. When I was in uh, Kolal. They asked me to go up to Shalvin for women, which is up the block. They asked me to do a Karlbach, uh, Karlbach davening Friday night. So I asked my Rebbe, is that mutter? So he said, it's mutter. I said, why is it mutter? He said, you're on the other side of the mechitza. There's no way you could distinguish voices. I said, thank you very much. And I went and I led the whatever. So those things are mutter. But in this case, when you're the, there's a choir and there's a back and forth, it's mamish usr. It's mamish usr. That's not right. No choirs are allowed. So if they're both usr in both directions, if male is leading and female to follow or vice versa, lemay nafkamina. Who cares what? Who cares? Just say that it's us or be in a choir. The Gemara says, because if you have two choirs in your community, one of the choirs is women following men, which is less bad. And one of the choirs is men following women, which is much worse. You got to close down that one first. We're prioritizing the negative. But there is no heter for a co-ed choir. Hard stop. The Gemara is not even entertaining it. Amar Rav Yochanan, Kola Shose Be'arbo Amine Zemer. 
Anyone who drinks in regards to four minizem or four instruments, maybe chamesh poranios laolam. They'll bring about five very bad things in the world. This is a lengthy set of psukim and a little bit difficult, but we'll be fine. Says the Gemara, Hoy amashkime babokir sheikhar. If a person is going to yur defu, if they wake up chasing after beer, and then at night as well, they're going to be drinking wine. These four instruments, kinor, benevel, sof, they're drinking their wine. They don't pay, pay attention to a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So these are the four types of, um, of instruments when a person is drinking. If that's what happens, so then there's five parts of the Pasuk. That are those, these are the five Puranios that will come. Says the Gemara, you'll cause some type of Galas. That's number one. Number two is, you'll end up bringing famine to the world. You'll cause people who learn Torah to forget their Torah. You cause lowliness to the son of Shalakodesh Baruch Hu. That you're lowering a Kodesh Baruch Hu. It's not right. And last but not least, it's you're going to lower the Jewish people. So we see that a person who drank uh, when they're using these four instruments caused these five poranios. And what is said after that, says the Gemara, turning to the top of Memchesim and Beis, the heavens will open up its wide mouth, the, the Gehenu. And you're going to end up in a very bad situation of being in Gehenim. Basically, we have to be very careful about singing. Again, as mentioned, speak to your local Orthodox rabbi, but typically our assumption is that we are allowed to sing songs. Um, our level of simcha is not matched like it would be with previous doros. And uh, according to most, it is allowed. But again, if you're a Talmud of Rav Moshe, so he would only sing the Zmiros that were found in the benching, in the, in the bencher by that particular meal. Please excuse me one second. I'm just going to get a drink. I'm parched. Sorry. So the problem before I start, I'll be right back for a few seconds. So we had said in the Mishnah, Man Nevi'im Rishonim, we said that in the time of the Nevi'im Rishonim, we said the Urim V'tumim stopped working. Amar of Hunazet David V'shmuel V'shlomo, Machlokas in the Gears of the Gemara. If you look in the Mephorshim on the side, Shlomo is not involved. It's just Shmuel V'david. That's the way it's framed according to some of the Mephorshim. So meaning by them, by them, they're the Nevi'im Rishonim, by them, the Urim V'tumim worked and after them it didn't. It's not really so true because by David, sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. We see that it worked for Tzadok and it didn't work for Yasar. So we see that it, that was kind of like the line in the sand, right? right? By David's time frame. That's not correct. This Zechariah is actually, oddly, a reference to Uziyahu, who lived more than a hundred years after David. My love, that when it says that he understood Bir Oselokim, you know, that he was talking about 
The Urim Betumim, I love Urim Betumim. No, love Benavius should be Benavius, not Benavim. He was he had prophecy because we typically assume that by Chorban by Sheni that's when Nevuah stopped, but the Urim Betumim seemingly stopped. according to this Gemara, the Urim Betumim stopped by David, and in the immediate generation after him for the next hundred fifty years or so, there was still Nevuah, but just no Urim Betumim. So Tashma, let's see if we can figure out an approach here. Very good, black on white. It seems from over here that the Urim Betumim stopped working by the Chorban Bayis Rishon. If you're going to say Adam Lomar by Yomar, that's talking about Nechemiah, in regards to a case of Kohanim, who perhaps they could be Lo Yochlu Mikodesh, because there was a suffix about them, Lo Yochlu Mikodesh Akodashim, Adamot Kohen Urim Betumim. What do we see over there? Uh, you can't eat from this until we see the Urim Betumim. So you might have a kasha. Says the Gemara, that's not a good kasha. Why? Because they're more low. It's just a lashem ne'adam. It's ke'adam shomer lechavera she'yichyu mesim v'yavu Mashiach ben David. It's pining for a time in the future. Yeah, you will know about you when the Urim Betumim uh, answers your question, which is code word for it's not working now. But when it is working, then we'll know, which means you're stuck. We say teku atshiyavu elio, all these different phraseologies, and therefore, there's no raya. El Amar Av Nachman Bar Yitzchak Man Nedim Harishonim. It can't be David. It must therefore be Lafuke Michagai Zechari Malachi Dachronim Ninu. It must be that just up to Chagai Zechari Malachi, but everyone prior to them was going to have Urim Betumim to Tana Rabbanon. A third of the way down on Memchesim Beis, we're going to be going to two dots, four lines from the bottom of the page. The Tana Rabbanon Mishmesu Chagai Zechari Malachi Nistalka Rocha Kodesh Misro. That when, from the time that Chagai Zechari Malachi died, there was no more Ruach HaKodesh. So now we're seeing levels. We have Urim Betumim, we have Nevius, we have uh, Ruach HaKodesh, and we have Basko. Those, that seems to be the level. After the point when Nevuah was no longer around, even after the point of Nisdalka Ruach HaKodesh, they were sitting in Yericho, they all heard a baskol Amongst you is a person for whom it would be fitting for me to bring my shechina down. Nebuch, the generation isn't deserving, but that one individual is. And everyone in the room knew who it was. Everyone looked at Hillel Azakein. They knew he was the one they were talking about. And when he died, they gave him the following husband. Hey, Chosid, hey, Anav, this person was a tremendous Chosid, a tremendously humble person. Talmido Shal Ezra, he was a Talmud of Ezra. He wasn't actually a Talmud of Ezra directly, but he mimicked Ezra in that he helped to bring about Geula. Another time we see that Abbaskol was used. First time was in Yericho. Here it's in Yavne. The same thing. One, the phrase was said. The phrase was said by the Basque. Really, one of you is shaykh to receive the shechina, but your generation is not shaykh. And in that room, what's Shmuel Akatan famous for? Is that Shmuel Akatan? By sitting by the mikvahs? Sitting by the what? By the mikvahs. Yeah. I thought that was Rabbi Yochanan. There, there are a couple of Gemaras. I don't know. I know he wrote Valam Al-Shinim. Yeah, or, very beautiful. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's an odd Gemara. That Gemara is Omer Dorsheni. Yeah, that would not fly in our modern era. <laughs> that would be like an arrest warrant, like right away. That would not be simple. We have to figure out that other Gemara another time. So the Gemara says, Uchshemeis, when Shmuel HaKatan died, and yes, he wrote Vala and here they gave him a similar type of uh, type of aspect. Hey, Anav, hey, Chassid, Talmido Shel Hillel. This person was such an Anav, he was such a Chassid, and he was a Talmud of Hillel. Ve'av, who Omar, Shmuel HaKatan said, B'Sha'as Misasa, when he died, he said, I already can see a little bit of the future, Shimon ve'yishma lecharava, that Shimon and Shmuel will be killed by the sword, Others will be killed in different ways. The rest of the nation, their spoils will be taken. Awful tragedies. Well, God forbid, but it was in fact the case we brought upon the Jewish people. This is a foreshadowing of the Asara Haruge Malchus. That's what the Mephorshim say here. Even when he died, they wanted to say, say wonderful things about him. When he died, he was one of the Asar HaRugay Malchus that we read about on the high holidays. However, there was no time, Shane must be the Nal HaRugay Malchus. You, uh, you weren't allowed to give a hespit on one of the HaRugay Malchus because then you'd be showing that these people were great at the same time that the government was showing that these people weren't great. And it was a sarkana in and of itself. Let's talk about the Shamir, the one of the oddest creatures on planet Earth. Shamir The Shamir, this worm of some kind, was used to build the base Mikdash in Amar. The Pasuk says, It was all it was all cut from rock, but and we know from other Psukim as well that there was no metal used. So it seems to be that the Shamir worked the way that it says, that the Shamir would do the cutting, and then the rocks were used for the building of the Beis HaMikdash. How can you say that? After all, we do know that metal was used in some places in the Beis HaMikdash. They were filed down with a file, the stones, the precious stones, that were used, they were filed down to the exact shape that we wanted. It says the Gemara, wait one second, that there was no hearing of any chiseling. <clears throat> so says the Gemara, that's not that's not the pastures. So it says the Gemara, all of the fixing, all of the metal cutting, all of the stonework that was done with metal tools that was noisy, was done outside of the Mikdash area. And then they were brought into the area and that they were placed. But all the metal work was done there. Amar Rebbe, which one is correct? Nirin Divrei Rebbe Huda. Rebbe Huda seems to be right in regards to Ba'avne Mikdash. Nirin Divrei Ba'avne Beso. So Rebbe Huda was correct that when it comes to the stones of the Beisai Mikdash, we assume that the Shamir did the cutting and there was no chiseling. And Divrei we believe him that there was some filing and that outside of the city they were chiseled and then they were brought in. That's true Ba'avne Beso. In regards to the palace, not in regards to the base of Mikdash, but in regards to the palace. Rav Nechemya, according to Rav Nechemya, Shamir Lamayasa, according to you who says that we did use metal tools, they were just on outside of the of the Mikdash area. What was the point of the Shamir? So says the Gemara, I'll tell you. Two thirds of the way down, a third of the way through the wide lines. Avanim kosvenosan When we are carving out the ephod, you're not allowed to use ink. 
It had to be pituach. It had to be carved in. So how did that work? You can't even chisel with a knife. Because you couldn't remove even one flake of the stones on the ephod. So how did this happen? That's where the shamir came in. There would be a little bit of ink that was put onto the outer layer on top of the on top of these precious gems. Uh, the Shamir would, I guess, look at it. That's what the Gemara says. He would take a look at it. And miraculously, the Shamir, the second he was put in contact with the stones, it would crack exactly where it needed to crack. So if it's spelling out whatever it's spelling out, whatever it is, it would crack perfectly because the ink was put there. The Shamir could read, apparently. And he, the second he touched the surface, it would crack, but... But it didn't, like, nothing fell out. It was still the whole thing. It was just cracked. And the Gemara says, If you ever see uh, uh, an apple that dries out, it can have a crack in it. You're not missing any of the apple. The volume of the apple is there, but there's just a crack in it. Same is true. When ground, when it's dry, the dirt cracks, but nothing's actually missing. The same was true over here. There were cracks in the stones that made up the aphod, but nothing was missing. The Gemara says, Tanu Rabbanon, Shamir Zebri also Kisa'ora. Its size was the size of a pearl of barley. What is that? Three, four, three millimeters. Very small. nivra. It was created in the first six days of creation. And nothing that was a hard surface could withstand being near the shamir. You'd put it by the wood table, table would crack. Put it on the stander, stander would crack. Put it on the laptop, laptop would crack. Every solid surface would always crack when it was near there. So says the b'risa, How do you store it? You can't put it into a glass vase, glass vial. That doesn't, that doesn't work. So says the Gemara, we would wrap it up in pieces of wool. And after it's wrapped up in wool, we would slide that into a lead tube. And in that lead tube was malea sube seorin. There was bran of barley there, I guess, to feed it. I don't know. This is not a normal Gemara to start with, but that's what the Gemara says. That's how they stored it. Omar Avami. From the time the base of Mikdash was Mikdash Rishon, excuse me, from the time the first base of Mikdash was destroyed, but the Shira Parnada, this is a special type of silk, Shira is silk, and says the Gemara was a Chuchis Lavana, there was no longer any white glass. And Tanya Namihachi, the Brisa, agrees with this and adds one. Mishacharab Mikdash Rishon, but the Shira Parnada, this type of silk was no longer available, was a Chuchis Lavana. And white glass was also not available. The Reche Barzal, a chariot that was made out of Barzal, was also not available. These things were no longer available. Yain Karush is congealed wine. I guess they uh, serve that as a delicacy. It's an interesting food to consider. Maybe we should bring it back. Let the wine dehydrate a little bit and become jelly like and serve it like jello. It'll be an alcoholized beverage. What? Jello shot. Wow. Okay. My brain didn't go there, but that's exactly so, what. So, 
right, right, right. But that was like, but that was clogging the system. That wasn't bring up the I know, but I thought that was. I didn't think that was a positive thing. But now I didn't either. I didn't think right, right. But here the Gemara seems to say that, yeah, they couldn't either because it was. But here it seems to say say that before the Khurban Abais Rishon, they had it. And afterwards they didn't have it. So it seems to be raised in, in status here. The Mishnah also said that Vinofes Sufim, that Nofes Sufim didn't happen anymore. What does that mean? My Nofes Sufim. Omar Rav, Rav says, Solas Shitsaf al Gabe Napa. This is a very fine type of flower that would float, uh, not really float, but it would basically stay on top of the Napa, on top of the um of the sieve. The dome, similarly, it would be a similar quality of flower. In regards to dough that was kneaded with honey and or oil. It was two types, it was two pieces of bread that were put on the tanur. And remember from Masecha uh, Shabbos and elsewhere, that they would take the dough and stick it to the side of the oven. That's how they would grow them. And then they would... Uh, they would enlarge, they would swell up the pieces of bread while they were baking. So this is what we say, This is honey that comes from the mountains. That's what it means uh, when it says no festufim. So one of these things was stopped. One of these things was stopped with the Chorban Beis HaMikdash. How do we know that, that uh, the honey came from the mountains? Ravsheshes. Uh, there are some uh, bees, and what they would do is they would fly up on the in the sky, but they would get their honey from the grass of the mountains. They were pollinating, they were going to these various flowers, and they were collecting pollen, collecting honey from within the mountain. We already learned this. We learned this in a previous Masechta, in Masechus Nazir, if you have a very viscous fluid, fluid, and you're pouring from a tahor kli to a tamay kli, uh, as long as the liquid is retractable tahor. So let's say something super viscous, extremely thick honey. So if you pour that and you can retract it all, it's tahor. Not everything is going to be tahor, except for zifim and sapichim. My zifim, what kind of honey is uh, honey which is zifim? This is a machlokas. This is honey that we can forge. What does it mean, honey that we can forge? It means that its uh, flavor is so powerful that you can add other things into it. It'll still stay, stay authentic, even though you added things to it. No, the word zaifin is not from the word ziuf. We'll spend a lot of time talking about ziuf in the next, next Masechta, the Masechus Kitten. But no, it's the name of a location, ziuf. So Zifim is from the city of Zif. Kayotze Omer. We have a very similar machlokas about the word Zifim in regards to Bavoa Zifim. Hello David My Zifim. What does Zifim mean in that pasuk? Bavoa Zifim. It says the Gemara five lines from the bottom. Omer of Yochanan Benezi Adam Hamizayfin Divrayim. These are people who forge their own words. The word Zifim in the pasuk is talking about liars. It says the Gemara no. Rebbe Lazar Omer Al Shem Koman Kedachsiv Zifet Talmu Balos. And uh, that's what the word Zifim means. So just, ju- just to review briefly what we learned on the second Amud is about things that we lost from the Chorban Beis HaMikdash, from the time that Sanhedrin was gone. We've limited our singing and limited our Simcha. From the times of the Nevi'im Rishonim, when they died, we lost the Urim V'tumim. 
from the time of the Churban Beis HaMikdash, we lost the Shamir. We lost the Nofes Sufim, which we were just discussing, which was a variety of possibilities, either a certain kind of flour or a certain type of baking or a certain type of honey. All those are, are missing. And we'll continue the, the, tomorrow night or tomorrow during the day. I'll drop a, a shear for you um, in regards to what Upiske Anshe Amona is. That's the, where we are four lines from the bottom. We'll pick up right here tomorrow. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Thank uh-huh.